Romans chapter 8. Have you been enjoying this pleasure, purpose, and plenty series? What effect is it having in your in your life? Is it having any kind of effect? Hmm? Does anybody want to tell me? Does anybody want to tell me what effect? Anybody wants to tell me what the series, how the series has been to you and if it's had any type of impact. All right. Who's talking? Who's talking? All right. Let's have, let's have GD talk now. Good evening, church. Good evening, GD. Yeah. Um, I think what the major effect it has really have on my own life mm-hmm. and even in my home, is that we've learned to now live um, in our, like, naturally. Mm. We, even when um, there's nothing, even when Mm. we are not in a hurry, Mm. um, there are times that it feels like we are just playing safe, Mm. and um, you don't get it. And one of the things I told my wife of recent is Mm. that... um, Personally, I think we are laying foundations mm. and that um, even when you go take someone to a house mm. um, that they are still laying the foundations, you don't even see. Mm. If they take you to the toilet, you may not know mm. where the toilet is, you may not know where the sitting room is and stuff. So majorly, I feel it has made us live a life of this natural life. Mm. We are just okay in our shell. Yeah. And we, we have an understanding that God is with us. Mm. So yeah. that's what... Beautiful. <laughs> you know... One of, one of the things you must learn to appreciate is um, appreciate the process. Always learn to appreciate the process. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we are eager for the harvest. And, um, and then we lose courage. See? But you see, the function that God is trying to work in you, the functions, the various abilities that God is trying to work in you if he if if he's getting your attention it's enough to rejoice in that you get the point you must learn not to only rejoice in harvest because if you only rejoice in harvest um, there will be many moments of sorrow yeah because there is seed time harvest. So if you can only rejoice in harvest, you will cry in seed, you will cry in time. Because those are three phases of everybody's life. Consistent phases, the seeding time, the seeding period where you practically seed. And that seed does not immediately become harvest. There is time in between seed and harvest. Amen. Amen. So you must learn to rejoice and you must perfect it. 
you must perfect it because because so that the enemy doesn't use harvest as a temptation for you because if you're too carried away by harvest then he can bring a pseudo harvest to you and your heart only loves harvest so you must enjoy I'm afraid of somebody who's not enjoying his life that person is risky that meet you and you're not enjoying your life now you are you are a candidate of temptation because there is something you need that is not making you enjoy your life and if that thing is so strong to take away enjoyment from you then it's also it can be strong enough to also take you out of god's presence you get the point so you must learn and this is a very big lesson make sure in your process of seed the time also you are enjoying life so you must have a you must have a technology or a system that is always having great form the bible says rejoice in the lord again i say what rejoice, rejoice. that is to say rejoicing doesn't have to be paused so you have to be energetic and enthusiastic about your life there must be enough enthusiasm you get my point if you check jesus had different faces of life each of those faces looked like the ultimate he was having fun all through when it wasn't time to do anything when his mother told him to do something it was okay not doing anything you get my point and the truth is what is not meant to happen now your sorrow cannot make it happen I tell you the truth. Some things will not happen now. No matter how, no matter how enthusiastic you are, if you plant a seed, you have to wait for it to grow and germinate. You understand? No matter in the dance you dance, the tree will take time. So, 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 and that was what Jesus Christ was trying to say. You know, he wasn't doubting our love in Matthew chapter 6, our love for him. But he saw, the, he saw what anxiety can do. And, and anxiety is that is what the enemy does to us that period before the harvest comes he says which, all, which one of you through anxiety do what can add one cubit to your stature you get the point now so, so sorrow doesn't, doesn't hasten harvest can you tell somebody sorrow doesn't hasten harvest it doesn't hasten harvest so, so you have to you have to learn to enjoy the process. I need to see you enjoying the process. Huh? You get my point? And that's why and that's why there's always a connection between not just a connection. Patience is a faculty of is, is a department in faith. Patience is a department in faith. And actually, patience is the proof of faith. Patience is the proof of faith. Because the Bible says, he that believes does not make haste. So the proof of faith is what? Is patience. And haste is a sign of pseudo-faith. When there's haste, your faith is not genuine. You get the point? So... So, so patience 
is what comes out when genuine faith is tried. When you try genuine faith, you get patience. When you try fake faith, you get haste. You have to enjoy the process. I, you see, you have to enjoy the process. And this is a word of knowledge for us this morning. This, um, can you come morning? Um, this evening, you have to enjoy the process. If you are not enjoying the process, you are not yet believing God. God doesn't count it as you believe in him. You have to enjoy the process. Because that is his own. Harvest is for you. The process is for him. You get the point? What was Abraham's harvest? Huh? Isaac. And that's for Abraham. What was God's, what was God's um, harvest? It was the process, which is the faith that Abraham was able to build that was what God wants. So it's in process that God has a, has opportunity to reach you. Your greatest spiritual moments are not your harvest moments. Your greatest spiritual moments are your waiting moments. That's where the greatest spiritual resource is ever. The waiting moments, that period be, between be, between promise and fulfillment, between promise and performance. Between promise and performance, that period is where Christ is being formed. That's when the practicality of the formations of, of Jesus is happening inside you. And so, and so if you murmur between performance, promise and performance, if you, if you are sorrowful between promise and performance, you wasted time. Because when performance happens, you are still an empty person. And, and actually, the plan of God is when performance happens, performance should meet the nature of Christ. Performance should have met Christ. You understand? Are we together, friends? All right, can I get one more person to tell me? All right, Jerry. I think the guys are raining today. Do we have more guys in this church or more girls? I'm seeing a lot of guys today. Because most churches are usually more girls, but it's like, that's nice. The men are winning. We're winning you people. Okay, praise God. Um, thank you for the series, Papi. It has yeah. been amazing. Awesome. Um, when you asked, the first thing that came to my mind was Omo, because. Um, I I never really understood pleasure in the light that you taught. Mm. Um, so, you know, God has been leading me on stuff for recent that a few months ago would have been uncomfortable mm. or I would have had to struggle mm. to do them. Sorry, I don't normally talk like this. It's the AC. Um, <laughs> and I, I just realized that God has conditioned my heart in the past few weeks mm -hmm. and now when he gives an instruction i just do it mm -hmm. like and i don't feel some way about it mm -hmm. all the should i should i know should i that doesn't happen because now i realize that my life is for him mm -hmm. it's for his pleasure if i'm not pleasing him mm -hmm. then i'm a zombie so i don't
where his commandment is what now gives me what gives me pleasure. Do you know how many people have missed life because God told them to do something that was pivotal to their own future and they are afraid and they feel sorrowful and they disobeyed God and they are in perpetual practical sorrow. Yeah. A lot of listen, there is there is a huge percentage of Christians who still see the will of God as difficult. A huge percentage. And so many people are not living in grace and, and in all of that because of that. You're saying something. Okay. Um, I thank God that I'm not a, there's no Satan in me. <laughs> because um, I, I obey now. I obey. Um, and it's, it's, it's easy. And I thank God. He's giving me joy. Yeah. Um, and um, and um, I'm really thankful because I feel like he understood that I understand these things and the instructions have been more than before. So I'm, I'm grateful. So I don't know if this is a testimony or anything, but thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Can I have one last person? All right, my dear Aniki. Good evening, church. Good evening. Okay, I think this is like the first time I'll say something. No, it's not. <laughs> like, intentionally, when people ask questions like this, I'm like, you will not answer in Jesus' name. You will not answer in Jesus' name. All right, so. <laughs> so, um, um, okay. Back then in school, bar, you see your, should I say, seniors in church, like Eskos, they'll be like, hey, so what's God's purpose for your life? And then you just press mute, like, um, we are trusting God. We are trusting God. That so, Papi made purpose seem like book bag, but insurance cover you, even if you don't fully grasp the um, the image you get. You are still in line, you know. Cause um, I remember, I think like a month ago, when God gave me a commandment. Ah, I will not lie. It was hard. I was like. How on earth would I do this thing without looking foolish? But apparently, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then <laughs> this series started, and then I started connecting the dots. And sincerely, it was awesome when I did it. It became stressless to the extent I really don't mind, like, whatever it takes. Crazy episodes came up, crazy um, temptations came up, but I'm like, I'm still in line. So he made it really, really stressless, very, very easy. So, so let me also um, add like a rejoinder to what she said. You know, the reason why God leads us and speaks to us, one of the reasons is that he wants to bless us and as simple as this statement is this statement is everything he wants to bless you you see but that that obedience is what will make it possible for him to reach you and when God reaches you you will have a testimony it doesn't reach you and, and you won't be sure that he reached you 
And so the challenge many times is that a lot of believers are unable to obey God. In fact, not even obey God. They're even unable to receive from him. Like, they're unable to hear God because of the posture of their heart. God is not a talkative. He talks to you at your level. You understand? And so it's a privilege if God even brings a commandment to you because you're already maturing. He doesn't tell everybody everything. All these, these people say, God told me to go and do this. God told me to empty my account. He doesn't have the liver to tell everybody those kind of things. So when he's talking to you, it's because you have at least at some level um, aligned. And so when he, when he now talks to you and you now obey him, you have made it possible for him to bless you. You get the point. Let me give an let me let me give a practical example. All right, I'll, I'll give. I thought you wanted to say something. Are you worshiping God? You raise your hand now. <laughs> All right. No, you can say something if you if you want to. So. It will, I, tell, I tell you guys severally, I think I've said it here severally, God can, God can give you, can give you uh, a one billion naira, or one billion dollars, whatever you want, um, property, because he asks you to go and give somebody a toothpick, and you give the toothpick, and the value of that obedience in the realm of the spirit, if you convert it, is how he plans to give you a house. So you now get the house, and then you are now testifying how it happened miraculously. But it's your life of obedience that is attracting that level of... Yeah. Because he doesn't spend money. He spends virtues and all of that. So the reason he can't reach us many times is that we don't have... Our bank account is, is empty. No obedience. There's nowhere to draw from. So we live in a lot of struggles. You get my point now? All right, good. Nobody else has anything to say, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> Your husband has spoken on behalf of the family. <laughs> Did I ask you to give her the mic? Give Dulce the mic. Her husband has spoken for the family. They even look alike, so. <laughs> That's Dulce in there. Dulce, you want to wear a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. I thought you wanted to wear a shoe to answer the question. <laughs> Praise God. Um, I think that one, one thing that this series is doing for my heart is it's, it's giving me faith. Mm. It's giving me strength to believe in God. It's giving mm. me strength to push boundaries. It's mm. giving me strength to, to, to break free, really, mm. you know. Um, I think a part of what you said, and I think one thing has also stuck in my mind, mm. and I'm telling my friend, like, it's okay to change your mind. If God created the Old Testament and mm. decided that New Testament is the way, mm. we follow the New Testament, mm. right? So it's, mm. it's very strengthening for me, really. It's just giving me faith. That's just the only way I can mm. put it. It's, giving, mm. it's putting faith into my heart awesome. consistently. Fantastic. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. I really, I really want to thank you guys for your... I was talking to one pastor, and he told me that in this, in this Lagos, 
you have full Bible study service, like almost everybody in the church attends Bible study. And I really want to jam your hands together for yourself. You know, you are, you are doing yourself a lot of good, you know, and so you should clap for yourself. You understand? You're, you're doing yourself a whole, lot of, a whole lot of good, and I really appreciate that, that you don't hate yourself. You know, that's, that's amazing. Also, um, I'm sure the guys, the TBG guys, will give us some, that's the builders um, group, will give us some feedback very soon. But the 100-man army we set up has been miraculously um, effective. Um, And, and that's just something about divine instruction sometimes, you know. It just, there is grace in divine instructions, you know. You guys have, in fact, we, we, we've had more than 100 people subscribe to giving uh, monthly, you know, for the purpose of purchasing this place in the next few months. Giving for the next 12 months, but we, we can purchase here anytime. We're giving for the next 12 months, and I, I have a feeling that we won't only purchase... I don't really have a feeling. I have a definite knowing that we won't only purchase here. We're going to purchase a lot of properties around here. At, they are at big risk. They are losing ownership. Yeah. You know, because we're here, it's just, yeah. it's just the kingdom. And so it's, it's working. The 100-man, I'm telling you, the 100-man army stuff is, is working. Like, it's not even working, not even by faith anymore. It's now working, you know, the math, the math is working. <laughs> you know, you know, what God told me was that, that that's not, his plan is not even to get the funds through that way. That that's not the first plan. That the plan is to lead you to commitment. And that's what God told me, that the plan is to, this, to tell God you want to do something in the next 12 months and stay to it. That's actually the key. And if you follow this key, you would unlock your destiny. So, for those of you who have, who have decided to join the train, fantastic. Make sure it's the first thing you do every month so that the enemy doesn't deceive you. You know, it's less the uncommitment. And those of you who don't have, who don't have faith for it, um, it's shocking, but... Um, faith grows. Maybe by next year, your faith will have picked up. But this is just beautiful. I really want to thank you for loving yourself again and loving your future and doing the right thing. Can you join my hands together again for you? All right. So, in Romans chapter eight twenty-eight, we got a very fantastic. Um, we got a very fantastic. Uh, what will I call it now? story, not story, but a scripture that fits completely into the conversation that we have been having, right? Where we began to see that there is an instrument, uh, a gadget, that makes it possible for you to experience good all the days of your life. Are we together now? It says all things work together. Amen. 
Amen. For good. Also, I'm also excited that by June, June 1 to June 30, we'll be here 9 to 10. And all we'll be doing is praise, worship, and thanksgiving. 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. You know, you know when the coronavirus started, we announced and we told them that it's going to be our best year ever. Yeah, we announced from... From, this, from the start of the virus, we, we could hear God. And we knew that if you are lying, and I tell you the truth, 2020, 2021 has been the, the most amazing year for this ministry. It's been in all areas, we've had it great. And guess what God said? We haven't even seen anything, anything yet. So we're going to take 30 days. You know, you know. I am a bully. I tried. I tried to bully Satan. I don't. I don't. I don't fight and I win. No, I like to bully Satan. This is the plan. The plan is I'm fully thanking God, you know, for what He's done. Then I'm fully, like completely, there will be no restraint, thanking God for how the year we end. You get, you get the point. That's the plan. We, it's not like this. The life is not like this. It is. We are going to gag him. Satan will always find himself on the floor and my two hands on his neck. You get the point. That's the plan. It's not... With plainness of speech, I, I can tell you clearly how this life will end. How my life will end. I'll be telling you what will happen. And regardless of what I'm going through or what I will yet go through, I know the end. You, you get the point now. The director is my best friend and the scriptwriter is my father. Are you together with me? And so, and so it's not, it's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. And so we're not, we're not declaring one day. We're not declaring two days. We're not declaring seven days. We're going for 30. You know, we start things. We don't even know the cost of where, the cost of, we don't even do the mass. You know, but we are, we don't care. It's 30 days of aggressive till he just carries his. You know, I remember many years ago, I, I went to, I went to live in one place. Then that place, while I was back in school, was meant to be annexed for Yahoo boys. Now, that, that place had two wings. The first wing, I moved in there. After like a few, few weeks, a few months of staying there, I had, a, I had a visitation of a prince of that particular place, one-on-one. By the time I finished dealing with that prince, the prince carried his bag, carried his load, and said, and the prince was, because I turned that place to a hub of revival. Yeah. The other wing... They were doing their fraud in my own wing, nothing. Hub of Revival. I was having meetings in that small place that big fellowships will be announcing that there is, don't forget, after their service, don't forget prayer meeting and Bible study in Zachariah Room, Room 14, Comfort Hostel. It was part of announcement. Yeah. We will gag him. You understand that? Are we, are we, are we okay. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. So, so when, you, when you get close to me, I speak with plainness of speech, which is also a proof of faith. You have to speak with plainness of speech. So we're going to do 30 days of gagging, you know, and um, just giving God all the praise. And um, I'm sure God might even give us, new, God will give us new songs, you know. Yeah, just, and then we'll get new songs, new sounds, and new melodies, and, uh, and they wonder what's wrong with us. But they should come back and check us after some days and find out that we're ten times better. 
So in Romans chapter 10, we began to look at that technology that has the capacity to convert everything to good. And we said that it comprises of two things. Those who love God are what? And the called according to his purpose. They will talk about the love of God, talking about the pleasure of God. When you love somebody, you want the person happy. Amen. So, so it's easy, ladies. It's easy. It's easy. A guy who doesn't take your happiness as priority doesn't love you. You get the point. Your happiness is it's a simple test. Your happiness is priority. Your happiness. He thinks of you before he thinks of himself. When you find out that the guy you want to marry has bought himself more shoes than he has bought you, he's an enemy. You understand? <laughs> he thinks of himself. He thinks of you more than he thinks of himself. That, that's basic. That's basic. That's what love does. Love makes you think about the other person. I'm not talking of like. You see, love is as love. Love helps you to when you love someone, you almost really. And that's why when you see genuine lovers, both of them are taking good care of themselves. Yeah. yeah, because this person just wants this person to be fine, whereas this other person also just wants this person to be what, you know, to be fine, and so. And that's why, oh, I keep hammering it to your ears that stinginess is not a weakness. <laughs> don't, out of all the weaknesses, don't say, don't say it's weakness is stingy. No, stinginess is not a weakness. Stinginess is a sign that he's not in love. Everybody is spending. Everybody is spending. Are you together with me? Everybody is spending. Where your heart is, the Bible says, that's where your treasure is. So everybody's putting their money where their heart is. So stinginess is not a weakness. Are you together with me? There is no weakness in scripture called stinginess. So, so a stingy man is, don't near him. <laughs> Do you understand? Don't say, he's not working on it. Just don't marry. Don't marry a stingy man. Don't marry a stingy man. Women should, I'm an advocate, and I believe that women should be properly taken care of. Amen. It's very easy to be a preacher that women will like, you know. Just keep saying things like this. But that's the truth. And so stinginess is not a weakness. So if, if you have somebody who is stingy, just make him an acquaintance, a church friend, just... Forget about it. <laughs> Praise God. And, I, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not just talking about, I'm not just only talking about money. Money is part of it. But I'm talking about everything. If anybody is in love with you, you come first. You come first. There has to be extra. Love will always do extra. If anybody loves you, it's not doing extra. It's not true. Love will do extra. Love will, love will do extra. Love is extra. You get it? Love is extra. God did extra for us. So love is extra. Love is sacrifice. Love is powerful. And so you don't, don't make excuse for anybody who's not doing extra. You get the point. Love is extra. If there is no extra, it's no love. These are very basic stuff. Are you with me, friend? If there is no what? There is no extra, there is no love. Um, love love chases you get my point 
If a man is not chasing you, he's not in love. Love chases. Love, love chases. And, all right. Maybe that's a word of knowledge. Maybe. Or should I walk to the person I'm talking to? No. This is the bad time to tell somebody, all right, stand up. You know? Amen. And so we began to look at this, this fantastic um, instrument that, that assures good. And that's when you just love the Lord. You just want to pleasure the Lord. And, and um, when you find, you conclude that you are called according to his what? According to his purpose. Now, let's go, let's back it up to verse 18. I'll just read some things there. Maybe when I get to 23, 24, I'll stay there and just show you something and then we'll keep the conversation going. Now, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the, with the glory which shall be what? Revealed in us. That's what I was talking about, about seed, time, and harvest. That time sometimes is the suffering. And let me explain what suffering is. Suffering is not always lack. I've told you severally. Suffering, su- su- suffering is... Is, um, is the uh, opportunity cost. You get the point now. What you left, you understand, so that you can follow the Lord. That's what is suffering. So it's not necessarily lack of money. Are you together with me? All right. 19. For, we, for the earnest expectation of the creation, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. So this, this is the ultimate plan. The ultimate plan is not your harvest about the plenty you would experience. The ultimate plan is that nature that is being revealed in you. Listen, forming the nature of Christ in you is the greatest purpose. I tell you the truth. I know, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, this has become like a cliche. I want to be conformed to the image of Christ. That has become like a cliche. But friends, the truth is, you will never be a better anything if you are not like Jesus. You'll never be a better husband. You'll never be... Do you know bad marriage just means you are not like Jesus? Bad marriage is not about the matters. It's about immaturity. It's about somebody or two people are not conforming to the image of Christ. Are you together with me? And that's why you can be sure of... There is hope for a great marriage if you are married to somebody who loves God. Because somebody who loves God is who God can reach. You understand? Who God can reach. And um, if you're married to somebody who, who doesn't love God, God can still reach the person, but with a lot of intercession. You have to beg God to reach the person. Because, the, yeah, it's true. That's what the Bible teaches. Because the person doesn't have you know, that, that structure that he and God, you know, interact. Are we together here? Yes, am, I, am I preaching? Am I boring you? No. I said, am I boring you? Maureen was nodding her head. <laughs> it was the nodding of the head of enjoying the message that spilled into the question. All right. Because she really nodded her head seriously. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's the first time I've got that. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> Praise God. 
allow me allow me preach this way this this evening so we see clearly that that the earth is waiting for 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 sons right for people who look like jesus some people tell you that there is nothing like that but it's just an unnecessary argument because we obviously see that there is something like that I don't like arguing with um, practical things. You get my point? There is something called spiritual growth. Yes, sir. If you like, say, uh, what we are, some say we are only growing into, some say we are only growing into understanding who we are in Christ Jesus. If you see it that way, it's still okay. But so far we are growing, right? And, and if we didn't see ourselves the way we are in Christ Jesus, we, we act stupid. And now, because we have seen it, we now act. We now act better. I can, I can, um, I can agree to that. Praise God. But that believers are meant to grow. I remember, uh, recently I, I put something up. I put something. I posted something, and somebody was saying that I didn't lead the people to Christ. That I, I was talking about how some men of God have really done well. You know. You know, like the fathers of faith. And this guy was saying that I should appoint people to Christ. You know, not to men. You know, and um, I get his point. So I just encouraged him to go lead people to Christ. But he should do that on his own wall, you know. And the stubborn boy still posted on my... So I deleted it and tagged him. I told him, I've deleted your comment because you are still not listening. You can be brilliant on your wall. You know, there's 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 room for brilliance in your own space. So we see here that sons, are you together with me? There is there is there is a call for maturity. There's a call for maturity. And friends, I tell you, maturity is real. Spiritual maturity is real, friends. It's real. What you couldn't what you couldn't do before, you just find out you start doing. And the, what, where spiritual maturity is revealed the most, let me tell you, is what you couldn't take before. You start taking. Yes, sir. This, I, this, I can't take nonsense, is, is a level. Yes, After a while, I say, it's not nonsense like that. No, no. Yeah. I am not faking it. It's just maturity. Yeah. You'll, find, you'll even be repenting. You'll find out that I think I'm easily irritated. you find out that the problem is even you. So maturity is not even only what you can do, it's what you can now take. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think God is, God is very mature, right? Yeah. He's maturity itself. Yeah. Like how is, he managing, how is he managing all of us? All of us. All of us. You know what amazes me about God is that when you have an issue with your brother, God is on both of you side. If you think God is on your side and he's joining you to be angry with your brother, yeah. <laughs> I can't forget a few years ago when I was about stepping into the bathroom. I've said it severally. I put putting my leg in the bathroom and God literally tapped me and explained to me that, hope you know that the people you are angry with, like, I don't plan that you, I don't, like, consult you before I bless them. So don't think that because you're angry with somebody, I've withheld the person's blessing until you release the person. The person I said, so don't be offended when you see that somebody who has done you who has done you evil is being blessed. Don't be shocked. I don't usually check your anger level before I bless. You are not that important. You know? And that was a bit painful because I thought like 
God and I were buddies. <laughs> you know, and unconsciously we have those thoughts that, you know, this person has done me bad. The person we see. Really, the person is not going to see anything. <laughs> I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. Things are not about to turn bad for the person. And then you know, I say, you see? Don't mind yourself. It's not going to happen. Yeah, there are repercussions for people's actions, but you don't know. You don't know the repercussion. You don't know. And you don't know if it's for this particular action. Yeah. You see, because, because judgment has not been put in the, in the pay grade of men. It's, 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 a, it's an ordinance of heaven. It says that, um, just hold your peace. Vengeance is mine. So God has taken vengeance away from men's realm. And now vengeance is in God's realm. So you can't revenge. If, if, you, are, if you revenge, that's one of the ways to say, I am God. And, and God will deal with you. Yeah. Don't revenge. If you revenge, the matter has changed. You are, you are becoming rebellious. Don't revenge. Don't, don't, don't deal with somebody who has... Don't do evil to anybody. It's not, your, it's not your rule. You see, because it's only God that knows... It's only God that can do evil and still be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he kills like 800 people, he's still a good God. Do you understand you, <laughs> you get the point. So his, his actions is not what makes him good or not. But you, if you start killing people, you are an evil person. You don't. It's only God that it's only God that has his justice, and only Him can measure it. You cannot measure. You can't measure justice. You can't measure judgment. It's not. And so, and so you had better tell, beg your wife not to. Not to do you bad because if you think you will do your own back, there's no room for it. If, she, if your wife does you bad, by the time you go to God, God will tell you that it has, it's over. You can't retaliate and God will join you. So beg her. I'll beg your husband and say, please don't do me evil because that thought that you do your own back does not exist in Christ. So if, it, if she does you five evil, God will say... You can't retaliate. Yes, sir. And you know, not being able to retaliate is something our flesh does not like. Yes. There's a peace you get from retaliation. Yes. An evil peace. Yes. If someone slap you and you slap him back, pass, man. <laughs> <laughs> and all those evil people that knows how to settle fight when you have not done your own back, they will not say the fight has ended. <laughs> So you have to really beg your spouse not to not to do you bad because you can't retaliate, you know, and um, and that's and that's very good because you mature faster. Are we together, friends? So, so this being like Jesus, is 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 purpose, and Satan has made it look like it's not purpose. And sometimes we have even put it at the level of just theology. We don't really see the big deal in it. Imagine if your husband was married to Jesus. You know the home will be better. Yeah. And if your wife was married to Jesus, the home will be better. Yeah. 
Imagine if all of us had Jesus as our bosses at work. So the, so, so the revealing of Christ is God's plan for creation. Things will be better when Christ is revealed. And so you become a weapon of destruction if you are not conforming to Christ. Because it's, your, it's, it's the Christ nature that brings peace and, and love. Do you get my point? So, so your husband will enjoy you more because you are more like Jesus. Your wife will enjoy you more. You get the point? For the creation was subjected to futility, to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the, of the children of God. For we know that the old creation groans and labors with bedpangs together until now. Not only that, but we, we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of, the, of our body. For we are saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope what, what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Praise God. Are we together here? So, it is healthy living to have a hope. Something you cannot see. Are we together here? There has to be a vision of Jesus. Are you with me? That you have locked up in your heart. All of us must have that. All of us must have that. There is a conformity that you are desirous of. Are we together, friends? There is something we should hope for that the world cannot hope for. There's something we should hope for that Dangote cannot hope for, that Otedola cannot hope for. We should have a hope that can be seen. We do have a hope that can be seen. But you have to be plugged into that hope, right? That can be seen. And you see, the beauty of this is that hope, are we together, friends? Hope is a key agent of purification. Yeah. The glory of God rides on hope. Yeah. That's, that's what the glory of God, anytime you are hoping, is because you are, you are perceiving. Hope is spiritual perception. And spiritual perception equals spiritual impartation. I hope you are capturing what I'm talking about. Because this is what I'm saying to you, I tell you the truth. Not that they are deep, but I, I, can't, I don't really say all of these things in, in, in various places because they are too busy. They are very, they are very, um, they are conversations that are very, how do I, there are not obvious conversations. They are behind the scene conversations and not, not, not everybody wants to see it. Are we together here, friends? So, so hope is a major instrument of what? Of purification. Are we together with me? So your hope is happening to your soul. Yeah. When your heart begins to perceive, it is happening. Your perception is happening. It, there is impartation. Are we together here? There is impartation. It purifies you. When you hope for Jesus, when you, when you hope for change, when you hope for redemption, in this particular conversation, it was hoping for redemption of the body. Are we together here? 
It brings, it brings change. It brings deliverance. It, it delivers you from the corruption that is in this world. Friends, I tell you the truth. There is corruption in this world. And when I mean corruption, I'm not only talking about sin, but I'm talking about deception. I'm talking about when you don't even understand the purpose of your life. It's corruption that makes you not to understand it. I see people running races that don't exist. Corruption makes you run a race that does not what? It does not exist. Corruption would, would make you just have a, you, you, will be, you will be an activist over a matter that doesn't exist. Are we together here? Do you know that when, when you get born again, do you know when some people see you, maybe the, the, the earliest days of your salvation experience, do you know people who usually see you as wasting, your, wasting away your youth? Say, ah. So you, so you, know, the, you know the go club. Ah. You know the, as you did, like, you know. The, you know. <laughs> okay, so if they give you a woman like this, you know what do. You know what do, woman. You know a drink. Ah. I'm telling you, from with, some people don't want to be born again because of the corruption that has blinded their soul. When they look at the believer, they just see one kind of scary, boring life. So in the spirit, this is how they see us. In, in their own spiritual perception. They just see us like zombies. Like. <laughs> I'm telling you, they just look at us and they're wondering. Ah. You know they do anything. As you do like this, you know they do anything. Then... Whenever we say we are worshiping God, what they used to see is slow motion. Yeah. Everything just be slow. <laughs> Everything will be slow. in their eyes. Everything just be slow. <laughs> Check how unbelievers look at believers during. Maybe you bring an unbeliever to a service. You're just looking at everybody. <laughs> And that's why some churches have to, you know, just kind of twitch things up and just add some, just add some this thing. Jesus, Jesus, just add some that. It's okay. I like that church. It's sweet. It's sweet. The church is sweet. The church is sweet. They just see. They just see. You understand? <laughs> Many times when they twitch it up, they take away life. Many times. So the people gather, but the people don't change. That's the loss we had in the last um, gathering of young people. We, we, we had a lot of loss. If, because after, some, after about 10 years, we count, we count it and we find out that most of those guys never really had access to God's presence. If you don't get people saved, feel the Holy Ghost, every other thing you're doing is and teach them the word of God is, is dangerous. Very dangerous. It's dangerous it's better to have people on the streets that don't yet know God than have people in the church without the knowledge of God. This one is more risky because you have taken away hope from them because they think they already have it. And so the possible because that guy on the street has hope. He's wondering that ah, these Christians. But this one has already seen all the Christians. He said, ah, I'm born again now. Pastor, Pastor Chris I was trying to tell the band, you know, are you born again? You need to be He said, yeah, I'm born again. <laughs> there has to be a hope. 
you must have a spiritual hope. Some of you need to go home and, and rearrange the altar of your house. When I mean altar, I don't mean morning devotion. That's part of it, but it's not all of it. Is that what's the hope of this of this house? You know, there are families, Christian families, where the woman is building the house without the husband's consent. It's not, it's not even about the con- it's, a, it's about what made house so important that is such a big deal. That's even the issue for me. It's never about why do you think is a is a matter that that you have to hey. Why do, you think, why do you think you are doing well? What gives you the impression that you are not doing well? Because you built a house. It's because of this lack of accurate hope. When you, when you have hope, what you might even want to hide from your husband are these precious things. Maybe the special things God is telling you that you don't want to tell him. Not that you built a house. Building a house should be so, n- n- not such a massive achievement that your whole generation are trying to keep it from. You get my point now? There must be hope. There must be something that purifies you. Something, to, something you can't explain to mortal men. Are we together here? And it says that likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray. Do you, you get my point? So you can see that there is trouble when you always know what to pray. is a sign of hopelessness. Because when the true hope is operational, you don't know what to pray. But when you know what, what to pray always, it's because you are deceived. Yeah. Am I preaching here? When you see those people who know what to pray, it's because they are hearing from Satan. They know their problems. How did you know? How did you know? Even, even believers, pre, even preachers know what to pray. Today was the first time I remembered practically praying for the growth of my ministry. No, was it today or yesterday? When did we pray? Yesterday. My wife led the prayer. I wonder, this is a good prayer. I'm telling you, I've never in my life remember to pray. And this is when we're praying. She said we should pray together. In fact, she invited me to a prayer time. She said, can you please join me in prayer? I said, I will, I will join you. <laughs> so I joined her. She was reading the prayer points. And she was reading beautiful prayers as regards the ministry. And I was now thinking, ah, it's true. I'm meant to be praying about this. I'm meant to pray about this ministry. That's the first time I remember praying for this ministry. But you don't pray. How are we not copying this church? <laughs> I pray for you, but I don't really pray. I, I don't pray for the organization. It's not wrong to pray, but there are just weightier matters in my, in my heart. Some I don't even understand. Just the hope. You know, God is looking forward to solving a lot of your problems that you are not involved in. God is looking forward to being able to solve because the challenge is that there, an accident is sure when two people are driving a car. So, so this, there are a lot of areas of your life where you are in charge and God is asking for the wheels but 
you are telling him to, you are just telling him to help you you know but but he can't help you because you don't even know where he's taking you to and you are with steering and he said i'm meant to be the one with steering you say no we are going to this he says, so god is looking forward to helping you are we together friend god is looking forward to when he can solve things for you that you see because because it is rude it is rude to 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 roll down an agenda to someone who was the one that first called you if i if i called you at least let me talk I can't call you and you are still the one with all the agenda. Then, <laughs> and, and the man has, is the one who called up. But immediately we pick it up. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, do this, do that, do that. In Jesus' name, I pray. And then. And then you just. You just. It's just end the call. And actually, all the things you are praying for are actually not what he called you for. He called you for something else. And he planned that those other things will be instruments that will help you achieve what he called you. So they are work tools. They are not the main purpose. And so you, you can't ask me for salary when you haven't gotten job description. A lot of you are asking God for salary without job description. The reason for the salary is for, you understand? So your family, who you will marry, where you will live, all those things are not purpose for of life. They are, they are just going to be tools to help you achieve purpose. So a lot of you are turning tools to purpose. So you can't you can be saying, oh Lord, oh Lord, where will, will I marry you? I'm going to say, have I even told you that you are going to marry someone? <laughs> I like, see, I'm 29 years old. I'm going to say, who told you? Who told you? Who told you? The time is going. Which, which of the time? Who told you about time? Are we still friends today? <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I'm preaching to you from my natural. What I'm preaching is no more revelation for me. Is is lifestyle. That's what I'm enjoying. If you notice, I'm enjoying. If you check inside me, I'm having a lot of, of fun. Yeah, I'm not struggling like no. Uh, I'm part of the privilege, maybe five percent in this whole world that is enjoying life. I'm really enjoying life so much. I've, I'm enjoying liberty inside because I have not carried the problems everybody everybody's carrying. The way he put it is, is in Matthew chapter 6, I read the other time. He says, is the life, I like that. I've done a series on it before. Is the life not more than? Is <laughs> the body 
not more than raiment. You get that point? If you can have a breakthrough in that statement, it's the body. No more. So that, that thing that makes the body more than raiment, if you can access it, it purifies your soul. Yeah. That thing. You, say you need to ask God, this body, you say, is it not more? I've never seen it as more than raiment. You get the point now. For me. Are you together with me? By the time you just see that is the body not more than raiment, you break into another realm. You see, but in that realm, raiment will save you. That's the technology. That you and raiment must not be on the same level. So you have to break into another realm of life. So when that purifies you, then raiment will now save you. Praise God. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. You get my point? You know, you know, as simple as this statement is, most likely, I'm not cursing you, even after this preaching. And that's why, when, before I came up, I was praying to God, I said, God, give us power today. Because it's only your power that can change hearts. No, there's no, there's no spectacular preaching that can change anybody. It's the power of God. Are we together, friends? Therefore, do not worry about your life. What you eat or what you drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Is life, old KJV, is life not more than food and the body? Are you together with me? It's not the life. (laughs) I love that. It's not the life more than what? More than me. Immediately that happens to your soul, you enter another realm. The meat will now be begging you. You see, you see, some people chase meat. Some people are in another realm where they use meat to tempt them. You know, what you are falling into was what you are chasing. You know, some of us are begging Satan. They say, please give me. Satan, please give me. For Jesus, they told him we will give you. Why did they decide to give Jesus? Because he was engaging something more superior than what Satan had. You see, you must engage what the world cannot offer. You must engage what, 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 what Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg cannot offer you. You must engage. There must be an engagement that is more than anything. Are you together with me? And maybe that's the prayer for today. Maybe. Maybe. Huh? And, then, and then you must desire things that no earthly connection can give you. That if you met all the presidents in the world... You still haven't got it. Because the normal problems of everybody, men can solve it. But do you have a hope that man can solve? You must have a hope. And you must raise your home with that hope. When your heart will be purified. I like the purification Jesus brings. Jesus will purify your heart. And then he now begins to make you think. So there's this thing I like to do which I'm going to do more of it. Is that when, I'm, when, I'm, when, I'm down, when I'm downstairs, I make sure my children greet the children of my gate man very well. I make sure they greet themselves. And the next phase is that my children must be going there to give them gifts by themselves. You see, because when I was growing up, I grew up in so much poverty. And I found out that one of the things that hurt my soul 
was that those who were around us, who were very wealthy, were so separated and disconnected from us that I knew that there was something I didn't have. And I knew that I was not good enough as a child. And that's another nature the enemy is put inside me. You get the point? And the reason I know that was that it was obvious. But you see, the parents of those children do not even understand the purpose of life. You understand? Because even them are testifying and are thanking God that their children are not like us. So they think it's a breakthrough for them that they can afford good life for their own kids. And it's not their fault. They don't have Christ. You see, because Christ is concerned about creation. The fallen man is concerned about himself. And when Christ is formed in you, you are concerned about creation. You are not concerned about, about yourself. And so your environment becomes a place of assignment. It's not a place of oppression. You see, but when you're concerned about yourself, you want to oppress your environment. You want to be better so that you can even thank God. And say, God, look at my children. They are not like these children. Not knowing that you are, you are meant to be a source of light and salt and deliverance for those other children. You get the point. But what is giving me a worldview that is that type of worldview is because of Christ that is formed in me. Are we together now? So it changes everything about you. It changes everything about you. See, if, if, you find, if, you, if you find me do anything wrong, if I do anything wrong to you, and you tell me that I did something wrong to you, I'm absolutely going to apologize to you completely. Let me tell you why. Because I don't have plans to be a good person. The reason we don't apologize and we try to defend ourselves is because you are eager to be good. And they have caught you that you are bad. And so you are trying to still give an impression that you are good. And it's because you don't appreciate the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's why you think your good is a worthy good. Now, for me, it's completely unimportant for me to be good to you. When I found out I'm wrong, I tell you that, wow, I'm wrong. And I've been wrong for a long time. I really want to apologize to you. And if, you see, I can't preach this, what I'm saying, if I'm lying. Because you have your wife here. You can't ask her. When I'm sorry, I don't, have, I don't have anything to protect. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry because I'm aware that the only good I have is Jesus. You understand? It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, do you know how many homes are destroyed because somebody is trying to be good, even though he's a Satan? You understand? Me, if I apologize to you again, I can even promise you that this thing that I did today, I can't do it next week. I don't have capacity to do this good you're expecting from me. But both of us, let's be asking Jesus to change me. But if I fail tomorrow again, I'll come and apologize to you. I'm telling you the truth. Now, I got, I, I got this was not how it was from day one. And it's not the nature of man. We like to protect ourselves. Yes, That's the first sign of the first, when, the, when Adam fell, he went to create leaves to cover himself. We love to cover ourselves because shame is very powerful. Yes. And many times, and that's why if you are waiting for somebody to, be, to repent completely, you are deceiving yourself. Nobody repents completely. Yeah. Nobody. And sometimes we are, so, we are so hard on people and say, that guy did something. But he did, the repentance is not genuine. Listen, nobody's repentance is genuine. The repentance is a gift from God. Yeah. It, is, it is his goodness and his mercy that leads us to repentance. I'm telling you the truth. 
The prodigal, the person we call the prodigal son's repentance was not genuine. After all he has done, all the money he took and went and lavished on prostitutes and all of that, why he left was that no more money, hunger, wanted to finish him. He said, if I go back home, even the servants used to eat better than this. He's going home for self-preservation. He wasn't sorry for his action. No. If money was still remaining, that guy is not going back. <laughs> that guy is not going back. Oh. And it was, he went back. He didn't feel bad. The guy said, Whoa, food, I need to go and eat. And so, and God just saw that window and God embraced it. That's the love of God. And so you must also learn to embrace window yeah. of people's repentance. When people yeah. repent small, when your husband is trying to do as if he's repenting, embrace it. Don't say, it's not broken. It's, I will. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? By the time you see the guy that D used to play before, after I done something wrong, he's not doing like this. Hello, hello. <laughs> he's repenting. <laughs> Don't expect him to repent fully. It will take maturity of Christ. And that timing is not in your hands. So accept that small repentance. You know, and even every man say, I know you want to apologize. I, <laughs> I accept the apology. But I would have preferred if you do it better like this. Help. Say, we are here to help each other. <laughs> I say, he didn't, he didn't repent. There's a way he said it. There's a way he said He didn't really say it. Mm. Are we still together? Yes, sir. So conformity to Christ is enough purpose. It's more powerful than doctor or lawyer or architect. <laughs> conformity to Christ is enough word. Is enough purpose. And I told you that. All right, no, let's let's leave here. And I told you that half ten more minutes will be good. And I told you that you must begin to pray. Pastor, how do I pray for things that I don't know of? One, by having a hope that is not natural, a spiritual hope of conformity to Christ. And two, see how he said it, for we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that can't be altered. So you must learn to pray in the Spirit. Praise God. Let me tell you something for free. There are two expressions in praying in the spirit. The first expression is to pray in tongues. It's praying in the spirit. But when you begin to pray in tongues, the spirit of God will not begin to drop the real matters. Pray on the real matters the spirit dropped. That is the issue. The issue of your life is what God calls the issue of your life. Not what men calls the issue of your life. Not what your age calls the issue of your life. The issue of your life is what the spirit calls the issue of your life. And spend time praying about that. Don't spend time using prayer to solve only your problems. As important as that is. But primarily pray in the spirit and what the spirit drops. Are we together here? You see, let me tell you something for free. Again, second thing I'm telling you for free. That you need to understand that Jesus does not only know the way like to make your life a, a, a grand life. Not just that he knows the way. He's actually the way. You get the point now? So, 
you can you can be in the spirit you can trust him that what he tells you is the issue you can trust that is the issue even though you are seeing another issue that looks like the issue that must be solved you see he doesn't only know the way he is what the way even if that's meant to be the way this man is not only the way one of the things he calls himself is that he's the door are you with me and let me tell you the implication of that it means that no matter the direction people are going to and through if he wants you to prosper this way it can just be a door like this so even if there is no door in a place before jesus is your own door are we together here so 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 you can trust him and so when you think you are missing the person you are relating with does not only have the keys to doors let's assume you are even wrong according to all natural standard he now says i am door so if you are not even in any room you are not even in the palace you are not in the room you are not where doors are you are not in a place of opportunity you are not okay he will just appear as door and say all right enter i'm now door so we can trust him you get my point we can just trust him is the door is the door jesus is what is the door and one thing he did one day they came to meet him about about tax about paying of tax and he asked them whose uh, whose inscription is on it they say it's for caesar it's caesar that is on it and he says give unto caesar what belongs to caesar then later he now told peter to go and catch fish in the mouth of where coin in the mouth of a fish right to do what to pay tax so when he was even sharing revelation that give unto caesar what belongs to caesar it's not like the man has money <laughs> is that not an about it means that his ministry did not always have money so it's okay if there's no money in the account yeah. you're not getting my point he's money he's daughter's i'm trying to say he could have used the opportunity to start a new revelation and say, why are we paying money to Caesar? Why are we doing this? To use that door to free himself from paying tax. That's a door. But the man refused a, 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 a fresh door. He refused an opportunity. You get the point now? You see, what I'm saying is there can be, Jesus is like, he's so great. One-on-one -on -one to score. He can say, it's not scoring. It will turn. He will go to throwing and he will create posts and score. You understand? That's what, when I say is the door, I mean he can create the post where he likes. So if you think you're about to have a chance and he tells you, turn back, turn back. Don't do the math. The math, <laughs> he can be, go post for you in midfield and say, oh, yeah, score now. You can score anytime, anywhere, anyhow. He can say, go to dressing room. That's where we are scoring today. Yeah, you, and you, leave, and you leave the field. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. It's the door. Sure. Sure. It can have you score at any time. And that's why don't be afraid when it's leading, when people are doing something, everybody's doing something, and your spirit says you should not do. And it's like people are making it from me. It's just, hey, hey. Is the door any garden time? Let them blow. You see, let, let them blow. Game over. Is the time.
here. Easy time. If he likes one hour after, three hours after, he can oh, he has called now. It will count. And he will score, it will count. I tell you the truth, I tell you for free. But what unlocks you to this is a hope greater than this realm. Are we together now? I will allow you to go home and go and pray. Because there's no enough time to pray here. But I just ask that the spirit of glory will rest on you. And this word will hold your soul. It will be an anchor for your heart. You are blessed.